coming up on Just Elders Podcast. Day one, niggas. <laughs> Y'all know how we do. <laughs> I love first day shit. You know what I'm saying? And and I don't talk to anybody that won't listen to me. So going to the new year, what's your goal? Keith, what's your goal? What you gonna do? Uh going into the new year? Yeah. Shit, we already did it today. Well. I made breakfast that morning. Shout out to me. What's that text? That's it. I'm on the way. Uh, on the way, accompanied with. So live, I'm about to do my young challenge live, y'all. <clears throat> it's a play about niggas who enslaved niggas being played by niggas. The level of rap it is, is sister at joyful, joyful. Like a step below that. <laughs> you know, joyful, joyful, Lord, we adore thee. And in my heart, I put numbers. <laughs> it's a step below that. Yeah, again, just shout out to our teachers. They need more resources. They need more support. Because they are the ground zero to all of this. Zion Charles, uh, rest in heaven. 12 years old. Ready? Born ready. Just popped in Kanye West. Get right for the summer workout It's Wednesday. I'ma let this shit ride for a minute. I ain't gonna lie. Yo, one and two and three and four and day one, niggas. Y'all know how we do. Pack the weed. Hey, look, right now I'm going to tell your mama, tell your cousin, tell your sister, your brother, and your friend. It's time for your favorite podcasters. Favorite podcast. It's about to go now. Let's get it. What's up, family? It's your boy, Eldridge. You're tuning into the Jeff Eldridge Podcast, the greatest podcast ever in the airwaves. I'm super excited because we're about to record the greatest episode I have ever recorded. I say it every time, and I mean it. Every single time she came. <laughs> Maybe you can work it out. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely your first day, my nigga. <laughs> you hey. playing that shit in the gym? Hey. It's your first day. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, I love, I love first day shit. You know what I'm saying? First day of anything. It's always, you know, it's motivated, bro. First day of the year, first day, first day of the job, first day of working out, the first day with a new fresh cut. You know, you know what's so crazy? That you know that must be a personality trait thing. I don't like the first. Nah, none of that shit. Everything you're saying is nah. Yeah. First day of school ain't always that lit because everybody don't come. Well, I never like the first day the of first, school. The first haircut ain't always that fresh because some of them niggas put all that shit on. So you got to kind of get your face right, like actually how it's going to look. You know what I'm saying? I, I See, first, look. I first, get... first, first day of work ain't that fine because you got to make it to them 90 days for the shit to really kick in. Hey, look. First day of work, because Man, what's up with checking the hole? I feel like when I got older, that went away. Checking what? The check in the hole. 
No, nah, they definitely still do that. They yeah. still do that. Yeah. Okay, I feel like the last few jobs out of hand, I don't got my check immediately. Nah, <laughs> nah, if you check it out, man, I ain't know. seen checking the home in a minute. Now that shit used to fuck you up. Like, hold on, hold on. Nah, yeah, that, you mean this work this week didn't count? Yeah, and I feel like that checking the hole was like your apartment uh deposit. You never see it. Nah, it's, it's a it's a check in the hole. That's why entrepreneurs charge deposits. Because you came from that life. <laughs> You're like, nah, I need my money now. Hey bro, like what the fuck? I've never got my check in the hole. Like that's what the, that's what it was for. It was for like, yeah, you know, when you leave or yeah. Oh, nigga, hold on. We talking about just keep your money? Nah, nah. I mean, I know you like if you get you always have to wait at one pay cycle. So depending on when you start, you could get a check next week, or it could be the week after next. You never get a check the week of. Like you never get a check that Friday. That's the week in the hole. So yeah, that should be fucking me up. Like this shit don't. All that should be fucking. Hell, even that West girl, they be like, you know, clock in, do your time. <laughs> All right, what's up, people, man? Um, I'm on here looking crazy today um, because, you know, we're going to talk about the fourth quarter grind. I'm in the fourth quarter grind right now. Uh, We always talk about it's that time of year. Y'all know what happens in October every year. October, guaranteed November, definitely in December, niggas start talking about what they new year about to look like. And you're like, oh, boy, New Year, I'm about to get this done. But, oh, next year, it's going down, boy. Next year, I'm about to do this. Like, everybody goes straight to next year. You stupid if you do that shit. I used to until 2020. I was I was like that when it's 2020 hit. 2020 fucked up everything. 2020 fucked it up. 2021, it was like, ah. Uh, and then 2022. See, people don't realize coming into 2022, it fucked everything up because we didn't bounce back from COVID the way we thought. Like, niggas wasn't doing Christmas and gathering still. Right. So, like, even coming into the year, like, it's, i just been feeling like... 2023 is technically the first year. 2023 is about to be the first true year out of the blip year. We... It's COVID ain't gone, nigga. We still... <laughs> Well, yeah, that, like, yeah. bro, we are still in this shit. But, but thing is, COVID never's going away. I think, I think, twenty twenty three is about to be the first year that we see the accommodations, right? Like this year, we said everything was wide open, so we said concerts was regular, clubs was regular, and they looked at the schematics and they're like, ah, niggas still ain't going to clubs the way they used to. Niggas still ain't doing concerts the way they used to. So now, twenty twenty three is gonna be a lot of streaming shit. A lot of uh, stay-at-home shit. A lot of, like, so, high-ticket, one-time event shit. All right, so we were it's talking, not going to be consistently once-a-week shit. We were talking about this shit the other day. We were just saying how um, after 9-11, what changed? Like, you saw TSA, like, before... Security. Yeah, before, before like, 9-11, you could just... You got no privacy no more. Right. Like so, before 9-11, niggas, you never worried about somebody checking your stuff randomly now. They got access to all your shit. So 2023 is going to be the year we see the results of COVID. 2023, like, oh, this is how we do it now. So that's going to be the this going Next year is going to be the year they figured it out. I don't think we're going to figure it out till after 2024. I think 2025 is going to be our first year. 
2025, I think we're going to start getting those truth.org commercials. No, I think 2025. About how fucked up got that shit. I think it's 2025 because you also got to remember during COVID, we got the crazy ass president too. Yeah, Trump. I think 2024, it all depends on. Who won? Well, not even just who win. It all depends on who's going to be on the ticket. If it's going to be Trump versus whatever Democrat. You know what I'm saying? If Trump makes it through all this fire and it's Trump versus whoever. It, it is about to be crazier, but the way it's skewing is looking like the Trump fire is about to be extinguished, and is this is the last little bit of it? And if Trump doesn't make it to the ticket in twenty twenty four, then twenty twenty five, I'll come back on the pot and be like, yeah, yeah. I mean, by then, you know, it, it is what it is. Uh oh, we'll be back on the pot or not? Hey, look. I ain't gonna lie. When I start thinking in the future, like that's like in the headache. And then I be like, man, I'm about to do all this shit. Ain't none of them gonna matter. <laughs> nah, it don't matter. A- I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you why it's gonna matter. <laughs> right. I'm gonna tell you why because it's, it's like yeah, Christians gonna laugh. You Christians, so you get it. It's like Revelations. Right, that's what I'm trying when you to grow say. when you grow up reading Revelations, you feel you haven't seen that bit about four times. <laughs> but- like, Bro, you ain't, come on, like. Man, that's what I'm trying to tell you. You remember during 9-11? They were like, oh, what is this? look at this. This, he going to that, war. That, he, he scripture is coming. I, I remember Y2K. That shit was that, real. That was saying. That was before 9-11. That was saying, like, bro, it's a steady, like. Because when you were born. Yeah, so yeah, yeah you don't even shit. remember, but two years before you, niggas, after you born, Niggas bro. was acting stupid. Like, bro, they didn't know what the fuck was going to happen. Two years after you born, bro, we thought the computer was going to reset. No, that was how stupid motherfuckers was. But like for real, bro. Like in two thousand, like, I like, really thought. But I'm saying like that's stupid. Come on, that, come on. That, that's the that's, power I, of media. I, no, bro. I'm mad that yes, I'm mad. I didn't know what propaganda was at the time, and I'm mad I didn't realize what uh what um how controlled the internet was at the time. Because now you see, like you just scare people. They buy up all the toilet tissue. You know what I'm saying? No, for real, like. I still don't know to this day why toilet tissue was such a scarce thing. Well, I do. If I'm be on the whole, if I'm be outside, one thing I want to have comfortable is being a white man. Like you, I can do anything else alternatively. So all the it's, water is still available. That's what I'm saying. Nigga, it was no more tissue. Water is still available, bro. You not wiping your ass without no water, bro. Like what, what I'm saying is. <laughs> The tissue just make sure I get it. Bro, I remember Hurricane Hugo being in Charleston. No water was on the shelves. <laughs> tissue was still around. This COVID shit, I'm telling you, but it, it's idiocracy. You ever seen that movie Idiocracy with Terry Crews as the president and Taco Bell is like the major corporation? <laughs> Niggas is that stupid? Like, yes. Yeah, I ain't even saying that. It, that's what we headed to, but yeah. So, going back to it. Um, but it was, I, it was like the first of everything. I like the first very man. First day, all that shit. Um, all that shit. Um, I liked everything first except my first episode. <laughs> well, Mr. Wotaka was actually pretty hard. <laughs> Which one? Part? What? I thought you were talking about like your first, first episode. Yeah, yeah. No, I, was, I, 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 I never count Mr. Wotaka as the first. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay yeah, your cool. first episode was, I had five. to the crazy Oh. So I was going through my list. I don't know who done did this. When the last time you went through your goal list? Like, what are your goals for the year? So I went through my goal list, and I had a lot of stuff that I didn't do. 
as great as this year has been, as much as I think I have accomplished, um, as fun as I have had, it's a lot of shit on my list I didn't accomplish. I've said I was going to release a book this year. That's not happening. I said I was going to read a book a month. I don't think I read one book this year. Total. I done bought 10, though. I know for sure I bought 10. Shout out to the book buyers. I'm a motherfucking cover reader, boy. I read the fuck out of cover. Um, I said I was going to make 750000 You know? We'll keep going with that. <laughs> I said I was going to... I said I was going to... uh. Simple goals. All my goals went complete. I said I was going to call my mom every day. That was a goal for me this year. Call my mom and my dad every day. I didn't do that. Do I feel like I talked to my parents a lot more this year? Like, than I've ever, like, just randomly reaching out, randomly going out. Took my dad on a trip. That was one thing I said I was going to take my parents on a trip. I took my dad to Mexico. It was supposed to be a solo trip, but my siblings came. So I'm just look, going down the line of all the goals that uh, I said I was going to do. Uh, all the goals that I said I was going to do. And I didn't do a lot. Man, it's so crazy you said that, man. That's what like I was talking about just the other day. Like, this has been, like you said, as positive as this year has been and as up as the trajectory has been, this has probably been a – I know I said no intentions this year. I ain't gonna lie. Like, <laughs> even coming into the New Year's, I know, like, la- that's what I'm saying. The year before last, I was tw- uh, 2021, coming into 2021, I'm like, yeah, set intentions, write my goals down. Actually, knocked out a lot of the goals on the list. You know, you put it up and you look back, you go, oh, okay. This year, man, I, I think, I think I was sick because I had like COVID coming into the year. I think, uh, you know, you be in the, beefing into the, in the house. Like, it was a, a lot of just coming into the new year wasn't right. I didn't even come into the new year right. And then every week, I was like, okay, I need to, like, sit down, write my shit out, and boom. But it's like life just kept happening. And then life kept happening in a positive way. So we going up, but nothing feels intentional. So it just hit me once my birthday came. And it's funny because my girl was like, I say the same thing every year for my birthday. Because, like, I came to the realization, you know what? I work hard all year. But when my birthday come, it's the one time a year I'm going to do what the fuck I want. She let me say that every year. Like, you come to that realization every year. Because <laughs> I was like, I didn't say no intent. Like, I was not intentional. So I was like, you know what? I'm about to get ready to set intentions going into the new year. Because I do like having some kind of bar. Mm-hmm. But, nah, I you know, goals-wise, I'm kind of uh, off the goals. And, and uh, did you hear this quote, uh, oh boy, uh, what's his name? Emmanuel Acho. He has a podcast, Conversations with a Black Dude. Un- weird conversation, or uncomfortable conversations with a black guy. Uh, I, uh, I, I've seen his stuff before. Yeah. Yeah, he be talking like white folks and stuff. Yeah, he be talking to all, yeah, all the people. You say goals are dumb in the book. My favorite chap say that goals are dumb. I think that if you set a goal at best, you achieve it, but what if you could have achieved so much more? And at worst, you ruin yourself. So puts a ceiling on it, you think? Exactly. A goal that puts a ceiling on your ability. See, a goal by definition is an end towards which energy <clears> is aimed. <throat> I believe set an objective with no limitations because an objective, though a small difference, has a major impact on your life. An objective is simply effort 
in a direction. So I don't believe in setting a goal because you set a goal. If you don't hit it, you fail. I realized stop setting goals because here's what we do, Kelly. By 26, I want to be married. I want to have children. 30, I want a house. But then by 31, you're single with no kids. And all of a sudden you're questioning your worth. You're questioning your esteem. You're questioning who you are. Because if you set a goal, that's the easiest way to fail. I no longer set goals. I just set objectives with no limitations. And I look back and it ends so up that's the same. Proud. Hey, nigga, where the hate how you talk? Nah, that's what I say. I that's what I was about to say. Listen, I, listen, I, and, and, you know, not foundational, but you know what I'm saying? I, I, but what I am doing, I'm trying to. You know what I heard when he said that? I heard when Kanye was like, I, I, I no longer read. I like conversations. I like, and, and I don't talk to anybody that won't listen to me. Nah, I do believe in that. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's like, you know, when you coming up in the game and the old school players tell you, Hey man, fuck with the shot. That's fucking with you. <laughs> like you, you chase this shot over here. I hear what he's saying. This shot right here. But it's like, I hear what you, you're still setting goals. You're just saying, don't get so caught up on this shit. Your worth is not defined on this goal. Yeah. I, I, I think he's talking to the general person. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You, I think because, and, and we were rocking for years, so I've seen you goal set and actually achieve goals. People, the, the first step is how do you set goals, right? And we used to be in West Coast, so we used to teach these kids that, right? Mm-hmm. But the, the next step, which I feel like we fail the kids, is because we don't walk with them through their goal, right? So we don't know if they ever achieve it. Right. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, general goal, oh, I want to graduate. Oh, I want to make straight A's. But what happens when you actually achieve the goal, right? And I think that because so many times we're taught goals that we don't really achieve, that's the backside of what he's saying. Like he said, I want to be married by 26. I mean, and we all have had, especially if you go to college, like, hell, out of high school, first step is, are you going to college or not, right? Your goal is to get to college. Now, if you didn't get to college, do you feel like you failed? Nah. You know what I'm saying? Not, right. You know what I'm saying? At the time, it might felt like that because of the goal. But if the objective in life, right, is to ultimately be successful, then you're winning. You know what I'm saying? I get it. I get it. Uh, I'm, what's so fun? I'm full of my goals right now. I'm just saying how much I didn't do. I said I wanted 20,000 followers on all social media platforms. Um, go see how far I am from on Instagram. How many followers I got? You're definitely far. <laughs> <laughs> 3,941 followers. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, what else is on here? Um, I only need 16,059 more. If I listen to Madi, shout out to Madi Woolen. He be giving the game. That's another thing, too. A lot of times you don't be reaching your goal because you don't just be listening to the formula. <laughs> like, a lot of times. Like, Molly be giving the game. It be free. And I be seeing all them come. Like, I'm such a skeptic. Like, I am the most positive, optimistic skeptic you will ever meet. Like, I believe. Nah, you're not skeptical. You like to be in control. Nah, like, I believe, different. I believe in me. I don't believe in nobody else. That's what I'm saying. Cause, yeah. oh, like, yeah. I, cause I see you do it and you're not skeptical per se. You're just trying to figure out how much of me is involved in this. Good, good example. But Mighty shit, you don't have to be skeptical cause you know 
it takes you to post. You might be skeptical because you're like, nigga, I know I ain't going to post every day. But we fuck around and hire a social media manager. Y'all shout out. Y'all listen to that. And we fuck around and hire a social media person. Then you're no longer skeptical about mighty shit. You're like, we on it. But Bitcoin, nigga, you can't never. You would never get it. A whole exchange just failed. I don't know. We 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 ain't really been on our business talk on the pod lately. But that Bitcoin, that why I put like this: Bitcoin is the only thing that's still the strongest of the digital currency. But bro, a whole exchange just failed. I see somebody on Facebook say, "I want to apologize to my followers for telling them to buy crypto." Yeah, I think. Well, (laughs) this is what's so crazy though. This was so crazy. Bitcoin is going to go up because of it, but like general crypto, like niggas are just like, yeah, this is new coin. It's at, it's at 10 cents of a penny right now. If you buy it right now at $10 worth, I'm telling you, as soon as that bitch hit a penny, nigga, that's a thousand. Nigga, you going to be up. Hey, like look, dumb, dumb crypto. Like, that I, shit is. I, I feel not. like it's two types of people on the line when it comes to cryptocurrency. It's the person that's like, fuck this. This shit ain't work. There's the other person that's kind of like laughing at, uh, it's like the Marvel people laughing at people leaving before the end credits. Like, unless it's Wakanda. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know what's coming. Like, but that shit before though, when niggas were goddamn with Dogecoin, whatever that shit was, yeah, that shit. motherfuckers were up. Like, making like, me look stupid as fuck. Nah, like that Bitcoin. <laughs> I, like I see, I mean, to me, there's only one way to do it. And that's if you got money. Because the only way to do Bitcoin is if you can every it, week it's buy, the, you know. And it's the gamble. Can you afford for the shit not to come back? Can you afford just to put it over there and let it ride? Yeah. And if you can't, you can't. I, well, I, I, I think Bitcoin is like, um, it's, it's, it's just the industry standard. It's just the industry standard. Right, look, I love when they be like, it's, it's better than putting in your savings that's only getting one point percent. <laughs> like nah, nigga, I be knowing nah, how to. Not, ch- not when that shit just dropped hey, like that. Hey, look, I be transferring from my savings to my checking. <laughs> oh, oh, hold on, Dang. I'm fifty short. Dang. <laughs> hey, so, so all right, hold on, I'm about to go finish. All right, I gotta finish. So, just to give other people a sneak peek of how I set my goals, I break it down in categories. I have career goals. Um, then I have family goals. Then I have educational goals. Some of my educational goals, I said I wanted to be uh, fluent in Spanish by December 31st, 2022. I still have time. Um, uh, I said I wanted to, uh, okay. I wanted to learn more about, um, uh, shooting a uh, business ads. So I, I want to learn how to write a treatment. You know, I did some, some of the stuff I got done on a bit. Most media stuff I did really well. Uh, let's see. I had uh, some cooking goals. I said, I want to learn how to cook a vegan, a vegan dish, a meat dish and learn how to make mac and cheese. I didn't do none of, none of those. So then I have spiritual goals. All right. Um, didn't do none of those. Uh, then I have physical goals and then I have financial goals. So this is my challenge to everybody, right? I told everybody, I want you to look at your goals and find that one goal 
that is realistically possible to execute before the end of the year. So for me, I chose the physical goal. That's why I look like this. Um, shout out to Jamie, the motivator, kick my ass vlog coming out. You'll see it. Um, my, my physical goal was to one, get more physically active to drink uh, a gallon of water a day, three, become vegetarian slash pescatarian. Um, and then four, the goal was to reach 185, 185. So last time I was working out, I went to the gym in June, I was working out and I was 224. Today I went back. I haven't been back to the gym since June. That's crazy. Last time I worked out, I keep with June. Remember when I was going to the gym and I sent you them videos? Yeah, shut up, nigga. I'm not even talking about you going to the gym. <laughs> nigga, I was in the gym. Bro, I was in that thing regular. I was in the key videos. And you know what I fucked up? I didn't share it with y'all. I was trying to do that shit that keeps me doing where you work quiet. G's move solid like Jesus and lasagna. Like, bro, that ain't me. Nigga, that's not why you wouldn't share it. Don't put this shit on me. Bro, that's, what, that's why I was not sharing it, That's bro. why you wasn't sharing it? Yes, bro. Oh, okay. Why wasn't I not sharing it? Oh, okay. Why wasn't I not sharing it? Okay. Because I was trying to just pop out with my new body. That ain't how I work. Okay. I am a performer. I have to perform for the people. So if I release it in an episodic weekly way showing the people my uh transparency showing the people my growth that's how i take my shit to the next level and that's what we're doing this time and i will tell you today i got rocked if cody would not have rode with me i would not have recorded the podcast today because i couldn't leave the gym i was fucked up i felt like because you know i'm on this intermittent fasting thing right so I really ain't even eat a whole bunch today, but I felt all of it about to come up today. They made me do like the military test where they test your mouth, how many push-ups, how many pull-ups, all that shit. Yeah, I was fucked up today. But I feel good. It's day one. I'm here now. I got me a little nap in, a little rest in. Came in here to podcast, looking crazy. But I'm just telling people my goal, 185, cut. 185, cut. December 31st. Oh, a whole year. Huh? You said a whole year? No, I got till. On 30 days, you finna drop how much? How many pounds is that you gotta drop? I'm at 226 now. So you gotta drop all that weight? Yeah. In 30 days? Yeah. Wow. I believe in myself. That's 41 pounds. That's 41 pounds in 30 days. With me. Eating right and working out the way I'm about to be working out, yeah, I can do it. And I'm just gonna be—I know me. If I know there's gonna be a weekly episode released, <laughs> the show that I'm on a scale of my ass gonna gain some weight. I'm like, nah, I can't got to look crazy on this scale. So, hey, that's where I'm at. I'm challenging y'all. This is the fourth quarter grind challenge. Fourth quarter grind. What is your one goal? All right. This is my chance to everybody. Find, look at your goal list, whatever your goals were. I don't care what it, whether it's physical, financial, business, spiritual. Find your one goal that you are going to commit to getting done before January. I think it's important. I think it is spiritual. 
I think it is a momentum uh, pace setter for the new year. So going to the new year, what's your goal? Keith, what's your goal? What you going to do? Uh, going into the new year? Yeah. Shit, we already did it today. What? New business. <laughs> that was my goal. Not before the end of the year? Yeah. To, uh... Yeah. Talk about, uh, you said for like, What's your basically your month goal? Like, what you want to do this month? Yeah, yeah, I already did it. New business. Hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, me how? Shush, now. Shush, But come there, all this shit. How you say? How you say invoice? <laughs> invoice. How you say massage? <laughs> oh, I know that. I know how to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright man uh, first of all uh, Thanksgiving just passed um, my Thanksgiving this year was a week like speaking of uh, COVID like the remnants of COVID I feel like my Thanksgiving was a remnant of like people wasn't all, all the way back yet like my family was pretty scattered uh, it was beautiful uh, I spent the, the crib I hosted this year everybody came over to my house um, uh, but people were spread out throughout. Um, my dad wasn't able to come cause he just wasn't feeling well. So health wise, he wasn't able to show up. Um, it was still a beautiful time and a good Thanksgiving, but I feel like I ain't even really get into the Thanksgiving spirit. I ain't, I ate like half a plate. I guess when you hosting, you don't really be eating like that. And then I didn't eat no leftovers. Like, so I really feel like I just missed the whole Thanksgiving for real, for real. Nah, I'm the same way. Uh, my kids, you know, they booked them busy. And then uh, my parents, they was out of town. So right. it was me and my old lady and uh, her sister. So like. Yeah, what happened? You supposed to come over. <laughs> I didn't even talk to nobody. So what happened was, you know, we were supposed to go out of town. We changed our mind on going out of town because we heard about to be a bunch of sick ass people there. So, you know, we weren't fucking with the sick. So, uh, <laughs> once we heard COVID was up there, we were like, uh, we ain't going. So, we're going to stay home. So fuck it. We'll just cook ourselves, right? Right. Um, her sister called, hey, you know, she had to hook up on whatever she had to hook up on, but we got EBT, right? So, EBT in the house. So, she was like, look, I got to hook up on EBT. I'm going to buy all the food and cook at y'all house for Thanksgiving. Y'all just, you know, have some extra, you know, cornbread, buy some liquor. Cool. <laughs> Right? Sounds too good to be true. <laughs> exactly. So, I knew the first red flag. She says, okay, cool. So, this was like Monday, Tuesday. Wednesday come. They're confirming. Me and my girl have been talking. We're going to eat at 3 o'clock. She tells her 1 o'clock. So, I'm like, damn. I know what that means. Because Elsie be lying to me about time. So, that means this motherfucker, you tell her 1 to get there at 3. So, that was normal. One o'clock come around. I'm like, hey, you know, you want to hit your sister, see what's up? She texts us, no text back. Then we kind of figure one, one going to be one, it's going to be three. Two o'clock, no response. Three o'clock, no response. So now it's three o'clock, right? We fed King because we made him some food. Um, we still waiting. I made breakfast that morning. Shout out to me. 
Okay. I may breakfast that morning. I had little, the little, little egg. A little, little, little grits. Okay. You know okay. Little special grits too. Okay. You know okay. Bro, I love them. I love them. I love it. I love it. Goddamn, my man breakfast, man. Hey, boy, when nigga make breakfast, when a nigga breakfast be real, bro. A nigga gonna make some breakfast. Hey, bro. If he don't cook no meal in his life. If I teach my son anything. Scramble them eggs. Anything. Make them grits. Right. And in look, that sausage. A, a nice crisp pancake, son. We get you now, another see, day. See the, see the pancake, nigga. That's you need to learn this if you don't not have no job. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? The pancakes. Hey, look, if you down on your luck, you got nothing to make pancakes. And, and look, and everything you make, gotta have an extra ingredient to it. Like, oh, you make grits with just water and grits. Nah, yeah, you need right. butter. You need heavy cream. Your pancake gotta have a little cinnamon. Ah, you see know what I'm don't tell no more. Don't tell no more. <laughs> <laughs> so look, so, hey, hey, try put these niggas on, man. <laughs> So, look, look, it's get, cold get, outside. Look, get the cinnamon toast crunch one. Ooh, but hey, you put uh, me yeah, on. Yeah. Look, look, what's so crazy? I ain't even had to, like I'm treating that box like you treat like, a new album. You ain't even like, had time to, open. bro. I ain't even had time to really enjoy that shit, bro. That shit is still unopened. That shit good. That shit when you open, you'll, you'll fuck now, with it. So, and I got a whole box of other shit, uh, of regular pancakes that I'm going through. Yeah, because you you want to savor it up, bro. I yeah. still ain't open that shit, but yeah, I'm so the, excited. Yeah, the dust, so like, all that. So look, so I made breakfast, boom. So I'm good. So I'm like, I ate breakfast to tie me over because I knew. You know, I'm an OG in this. The old niggas, right. we don't starve ourselves no more. We eat. Right, right. So we know even if we don't eat, we can take a plate. So boom, three o'clock come. I'm like, I right, I'm a little hungry. I ain't that hungry. But my shoulder getting hungry. So I'm like, hey, what's up with your sister? She ain't responding. She ain't responding. So now we getting a little antsy, right? right. Now we Googling shit. Cause now I'm like, well, damn, what the fuck is open on Thanksgiving? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. And the grocery store is closed at four. I ain't gonna lie, bro. I feel like, I don't want to say who they is, but I feel like they celebrate Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's everything that's except for Waffle House. So I, so I'm thinking, I'm like, all right, last year is this Waffle House, four o'clock come, still no response. I'm like, look, Shot. Shot done found the spot. Man, what? So look, I'm, I'm, I'm like, look, Shot, I'm about to go to Waffle House. Uh, she's like, give, just give her some more time. Just give her some more time. I was like, you know, this is one of them times, you know, we be in that a relationship. Came over. Not, but, but listen, I didn't, I, we didn't even pack. I wasn't thinking because in my mind, by that time, I was going to be done eating, thinking about the next move, right? right. Man, five o'clock comes, she responds to the text with the ultimate text to let you know that a nigga's bullshitting and he is going to be even more late than he already is. What's that text? That's <laughs> it. I'm on the way. Uh, on the way, accompanied with a picture of the traffic, nigga. Oh, my. But when a nigga see your picture of the traffic, first bro. First of all, nigga, I used to keep one of those in my face. That's what I'm saying. I used to keep one of those. Look, Matter of fact, sometimes when I'm in traffic, I take that just so I can update my traffic. Hey, man, you giving out too many secrets. Cause look, that's the first thing I thought. So look, my girl see the message. She's like, "Oh, I mean, she's on the way." I see the message. I'm like, "Man, I'm not going to Waffle House." Cause like, hey, look, I see, 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 I be fucking them up. I download that shit to see where it's saving my photos. See, she sent it to her, so I couldn't even do all that because it was sent to my phone. Hey, yes, I was seeing what time. Hey, look, if down. you've been stupid enough to put the location, you know, sometimes post me their location on them. But so she sent that. I'm like, man, fuck it. I'm about to go to Waffle House. She's like, nah, that's me. She on the way. 
Next thing you know, six o'clock, she she's pulling up with the food and that shit goes, and she still got to cook it. Uh, so we still had wait another 30, 45 minutes. Kingdom went to sleep. He didn't get nothing. Well, well, yeah, I'm going to be getting one of them vegan Thanksgiving. You said 45 well, minutes. Yeah, well, well, I should have cooked the salmon. So we had stuffed salmon, mashed potatoes, yams, okay, and some okay, cornbread. Okay, okay. So, like, don't get me wrong now. It was good. So, shout out. Like, <laughs> the stuffed salmon was good. We had some leftovers. We had to spend no money on food. But, God damn, like, if I wouldn't know it was going to take that long. And so, me and my shoulder, made look. This is when you know you become grown. We just made the decision. We now know we're gonna cook every year. Like, well, every year we just know you, we back up. We just gonna always cook, and if we get into something, we get into something. If not, if niggas wanna put y'all food with our food, but just know if y'all ask me what keep doing for Thanksgiving going forward, I will always have some food at my house per me, right? <laughs> per, per me, per me, and, then, and if y'all wanna add on to it, if y'all wanna. You know what I'm saying? And you know, shout out to uh shout out to Trish and her sister. They did all the cooking. You know what I'm saying? That was Yeah, y'all had y'all had a house full over there. Yes. So I know y'all had the real y'all so, had the shit smelling like at breakfast time cornbread. Well, you know, like. they got they take this shit serious. They got matching outfits. First of oh all, my God. what pissed me off, it ain't just regular matching outfits. You know, matching outfits, y'all, everybody wear white, everybody wear brown. These niggas touch the picture to wear, they got all Burberry print. Yeah, see. Bruh. And then when I got there, it's one of those families where everybody participates. There's like nobody too cool for school. Like everybody had on their Burberry. I said, no. First of all, everybody ain't got no Burberry money. Second of all. So second of all, this is a hard ass print. This is something you literally have to go buy. Like nobody had, none of y'all had this shit laying around. All of y'all made a special order for this fucking print. So I was already pissed off at that. Second of all, um, they take this serious. Trish talking about, oh, well, I got, I got breakfast duty. Like they be having like shifts and they was up to like one o'clock, but I did what I do really well. I bring the jokes, but Wednesday night I came in the house, but I'm keeping it going, but energy. Laughing, fun. You don't even know you slaving over the stove. You laughing so hard. I do what I do well. So then, on Thanksgiving, you know everybody came. You know, uh, first time my family's kind of really getting like. I just brought my my uh, I brought my starting five. What's the starting five? Starting five, mom dukes. Hey. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, one sibling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Aunt Cheryl. Okay, okay, okay. Aunt Cheryl, okay. Aunt Winnie. Got to bring Aunt Winnie. You know what I'm saying? And then he just bring a bonus. We go over to plus one years. A baby. Yeah, right. <laughs> Something so, like that. Uh, Victoria brought uh, 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 Namor. Namor. <laughs> he came in the house like, Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! A cuckoo gun. <laughs> oh shit! So but, you know what I'm about to ask though. So what do you did you notice in everybody else's role? Because you know you brought up a good thing like Thanksgiving, right? Especially the older you get, the older you get, the less just chilling you can do, oh, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 like something. Once you cross over, first of all, 
if you don't volunteer, you're getting volunteered around 16. Right. But if you a man's man, right? Okay. If you got daddy uncles in your life, 12, 13, you start inquiring. Hey, what? What can I do? Right? Uh, what, what, what can I help with? Okay, look, 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 you know, I had a few well placed. Let me take the garbage out. Yes. <laughs> Look, that's, look, that's what I was getting to. Look, you know, that's my move. Hey, look, I'm in the I background. Made, I'm taking made, care of the trash. I made sure I always went the long way so Trish can see me walk by. <laughs> look, man, look, I wouldn't touch it unless somebody was in the kitchen about to throw something away. I'm like, hold on, hold on, let me get that for you. So, so I know my role. I'm jokes. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't even graduate from store runs. I only like doing that no more. Oh, no. no that's, 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 that's for that yeah. 16 year old. You got your license. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You do got your license. You, you got your you license. You ready to go. You, you, going to the store. you can't wait to fucking go. Yeah, yeah. For me, and, then, and then when you 20, 22, you got to supervise the 16 year old driving. Matter yeah. of fact, you 22, you just got your car in college. He's driving your car. Hey. You ain't driving nobody grown car in here. You driving his car from college. I did graduate, though. I got a new road. Family prayer. Oh, damn. I thought you did have that, though. Well, see, this was a new family. Uh-huh. So, look. So, when I did it, I got up there and just did it. But they didn't know I was in the bathroom practice. <laughs> well, also, too, because you, because it's also like a, uh, you know, that, that prayer is also like that man's role, too. Right, that's that man's role. You, you know, know what I'm saying? Because normally you default to the elder, like the, the revered elder. Right. After that, you start knowing. Right. Who's who, who? Who? Who's who? So I got I got the prayer, you know what I'm saying? So I had to make sure I re- couldn't just be no thank you for the food we eat. <laughs> God is good. God, God is good. great. Let us thank him for this plate. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> that, that's what you do the first time. That's when the little kid. Oh, he just learned his grace. Couldn't be that. Couldn't be that. So boom, did that. You know, it was a great, it was a great Thanksgiving. I'm, you know, so thank you, Lord, for everybody being here. Um, <laughs> you know, I'm thankful for the family. You know what I'm, together. you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Um, you know what I'm saying? You've been fucking, I mean, you know, you've been rocking with me, guys. See, see, yo, one thing you've about been showing it, out for real. What do you say what, now? Guy, you've been showing out for real. What, see, a prayer is like a, a good prayer, like a good freestyle. Like I know within your first two, three bars, if you do this. You know what I'm saying? Like your first two, three bars of your prayer let me know what level of MC you are. So, you know, if you ain't coming in with a couple of titles, see, most people, an amateur prayer comes in with Jesus or Lord is just one title. But you got a, a real MC, you got a couple of titles. Precious Heavenly Father above. <laughs> Creator of all things. <laughs> Like when you start dropping the title, I'm like, okay, they got a little. Once, once you say King of Kings, <laughs> Heavenly Father, uh, Jesus, Yahshua. Once you print out Yahshua, that's, that's for the African spirituality in the house. Hey, look, <laughs> that's your uncle to get that shiki. I'm like, all right, brother, all right. <laughs> so, so what, hey. When she started dropping that shit, like, you know, I had to make sure I did my thing. So, boom. Prayer. Jokes. Prayer. Well-placed. Take the garbage out once or twice. That was my goal. Accomplished it. I won. Now, this is when I went into the next level. And that's, and that's why I win. Because I'm always going to go above. You know what I'm saying? 
And that's why this workout shit gonna work for me. Because I go above. <laughs> what did you do at Thanksgiving? So boom, it, it was it was after Thanksgiving. So the day got, after tomorrow. Day after. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, now everybody's supposed to go bowling. <clears throat> and you know how it is. Phobi, you know, when you get grown, you just more content with just chilling at the house. Like yeah. I remember a time when on Thanksgiving, bro, we on the prime time. Like we going out, like we trying to we call going a, out. We calling a cousin. Matter of fact, we we cleaning up the kitchen because we so, don't hear nobody mouth about we going out tonight. So we can go out. And that one uncle auntie gonna give you some of that paper because we see you cleaning up, man. You having a time, bro? Like when you get up, that's how I know you get older. But that ain't even on your mind, like nigga. When no you one. just worrying about what new holiday movie came out and. Ooh, I'm finna be in bed by seven. And ain't nobody finna bother me. I'm chilling. So, everybody was about to go home. And the kids, they was all like, man, man, man. All the the nieces and nephews. So, it was about six of them. So, they were like, look, this was so funny. Because kids so smart. They said, if you say it, they gonna listen to you. They say, if you want to go, they gonna go. What's so funny? That shit is true. If I would have said, nah, y'all, let's go. That shit was going to influence everybody to go. Mm-hmm. So I said, all right, I'll do it on one condition. I said, all y'all owe me five commands each. Now, y'all know the command game. When you're with your sibling, I want five commands. That means for five times, whenever I want, on command, you do whatever I want you to do. So I got five commands. From my, That's a lot. A lot. I'm talking about whatever it is. Got they clean up this room. Get out the uh get out the front seat. You know, a command when we were younger, we used to use that command for everything. So I shook on, I gave them all five commands. I said, all right, y'all. Y'all, let's go. So I told people, I was like, hey y'all. Y'all can go home. Kids gonna come with me. Shout out to my Q80. I got plenty of room. Got them all in the car. And, uh, we went to, uh, Atlantic Station. Went to Atlantic Station. Went to the bowling alley. Shout out to David Toon. Sister Tia Toon. Uh, she couldn't give me no hookup, but she was still in there. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> it was great customer service. Hey, that's how you ask for. Definitely played full price. Like, I was like, oh yeah, these command gonna have to got the beef uh gener revenue generator. Exactly. Let's go with these newspapers. Hey, hey bro, these command gonna have to post this podcast. Hey bro. So you know, it but it was a good time, man. It was cool just to got dang let them because I was just thinking about it, I was like, man, what uncle did I have take all of us to the arcade? Give up money, not only for the arcade, but also pay for the bowling. And the food, and we would just vibe and have a good time. Like, I had a great time with them, right? And it was a very spontaneous. It was, I had some work to do, but but I thought you uh, no, since yeah. I thought you were gonna be doing something else at the, at the uh, oh at the Thanksgiving. Uh, what you thought <laughs> I was? I thought you were add one more role because you know cleaning up, entertaining, uh, praying. Yeah, you left that one. What? Can I get to the camp? What you singing? Hey, so look. Hey, now that Tank killed this shit. What? 
I challenge Jamie Foxx, uh, Avery Wilson, Stevie Mac. Charlie Wilson. Hey, Charlie Wilson killed the shit. Nigga, fuck. Oh, there. Um, Here's Charlie Wilson. What's his name? One of this. Masego? He won this holiday season. I bet you this is his song. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He won. But though. Fetty Wap stole it, though. Niggas was giving Fetty Wap. Fetty Wap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, I mean, I'm Because I, I, I had to been through the crates. Yeah. I've been telling y'all. Masego, the one young nigga that made music for me. So I've been summoned to a challenge. Yams. Old lady, think about all this, all my Sego songs. Can I get to the yams? Sweet yams. Who is that one? Mario. Okay. See, I love Tank, that he's an R&B purist. Uh, that's uh, Avery Wilson. So live, I'm about to do my yam challenge live, y'all. <laughs> it's like, nigga, it's sick. <laughs> so, you know we were singing, my mama them song. Matter of fact, I was in there hitting that harmony on their ass, right? So Trishon was like, damn, I'm going to sample that shit. You know, he be producing. <laughs> shut up. I said, hey, man, shit. Hey, it was a little bonding moment, I ain't gonna lie. I was like, hey man, uh, you know, if you ever need a concept singer in the studio with you, you know, fuck with me. I was like, you know, I'm straight right now, but you put that tune under me, it's over with. <laughs> I got that tune on me. I can hit whatever though. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> hey, look. I told him, boy, you put that guy down, give me a couple of fits. But them notes says, just out of reach. I can catch them motherfuckers. <laughs> so, uh, of course we singing. So singing is what we do. You know what I'm saying? So that was, that was the one time. What about to say? Yeah, cause look, ain't hear no singing. Yeah, little flex. You know, little flex one time, quick little concert. Um, but look, I just want to talk about this because my life 2022 for me has been a collection of last minute opportunities that I took advantage of. I mean, think about all the shit we done did in 2022 is very last minute shit that, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna do it. So I'm out with the kids, right? I'm out with the kids. We bowling. By this time, we done already played the uh, games. I played. I paid for two bowling games, but I really only wanted to do one. So it, I paid for two because it's only like seven dollars a game. So I'm like, if the game uh, lasts a little bit longer, or if the game, if we got a little bit more time, we could pay it. But if not, I'm not mad about leaving seven dollars on the table. So in the middle of the game, I get a call from Derek Bozeman. And dare say, uh, hey, um, can you run me to the airport? And I'm like, well, I'm bowling right now. He said, well, I, I got to be there. I got to be there. Around. It's it's now. He calling me at 540. It's like 540 something. I said, well, I'm bowling. He said, I don't necessarily got to be there till 7. The plane take off at, uh, the plane take off at, uh, did the plane take off at, yeah, the plane take off at 9. He said, I need to be there at 7. I said, all right, let me call one of the young wolves so that I can do it. 
So he like, well, I need you to kind of get me through, you know, do the, you know, when I go to the airport, I know people, so it'd be real quick or whatever. So I said, all right, let me figure it out. I'll get you there. So I tell the kids, I'm like, hey, y'all, um, let's wrap, let's play this last game, and then we're going to leave. So the way it was looking on the game, it looked like we weren't going to get finished till 6.30. We was at Atlanta Station. I had to take them all the way to Fayetteville, come all the way back to Southwest Atlanta. That shit was just going to take too much time. So I said, um, hey, bro, um, I, I ain't I said, can I uh, send them home in an Uber? Uh, I mean, my thing is, it's this many. Y'all niggas can fight it. If the nigga do try something, <laughs> y'all can win that fight. So we call an Uber. I get them in an Uber. Because the oldest one was like 16. So they went like they was like with some kids. She was 16, 17. I can't remember how old um, she is. But anyway, so I dropped them off. So there, I'm like, there, where you going? He like, yeah, Weems just called me and asked me if I wanted to go to New York. He called him. Weems called him at 4 o'clock and asked him if he wanted to fly to New York at 9. So I'm taking him to the airport, and Weems uh, called, and he was like, yeah, we on the way to the airport. And I was like, dang, bro, that's fucked up, dog. Um, how y'all going to travel without me? So Weems say, uh, you want to go? I said, yeah. Then he said, shit. I'll buy you a ticket right now. I'm like, nigga, don't threaten me with no good time. <laughs> Fuck these kids. <laughs> so, so literally, all the way to the airport at seven o'clock, uh, I get to the airport, they buy my ticket, and I just leave my car at the airport. And I fucking fly to New York. And they say, look, they say, look, hey, look. <laughs> Now, here's a, here's a funny thing. Y'all know what I just went through last week. So, but I know Derek them different than I know these now. No, no, this this Derek. So, look, this Derek. So, so look, what Derek say, hey, look, we just get some clothes when we get there. I know Derek mean, I got you. <laughs> we get some clothes when we get there. So, we got there and fly to New York. Nigga, I land in New York with no bag, no drawers, no coat, no nothing. <laughs> Like, I land in New York naked, boy. We stand in uh, Manhattan downtown, the uh, Sheraton downtown Manhattan. Um, the, and when I tell you the weekend was a complete, that shit was just cool. It was just cool. So we woke up that, I woke up that morning, and Derek was like, shit, go get your clothes so we can go to breakfast. So, man, I'm in New York. So, Weems came with me, right? Because Weems said he need to get some shit. Me and William shopping in New York like some white ladies. <laughs> like, this shit look like sex in the city. I, I mean, I go to uh I go, I'm look, look, I didn't go to Prada. But here's the funny thing. The store, uh, the place where we went, the first stores you see were like boss who go. <laughs> like, you see all the luxury stores. <laughs> And then I finally found an H and M, good old H and M. So get me an outfit. So H and M gets you right. Yes, yeah, so I went to H and M. Got a shop man. Hey, look, I actually got a little five little coat. I ain't gonna lie, that shit fresh. So I got a coat, got a sweater. Um, left there. Then uh, 
Now I had to get some shoes with it because I ain't able to wear my same shoes. So I went to Foot Locker, got some brand new Jordans, got some new J's. Like, nigga, I'm fresh. So look, wings, look, this is so funny about wings. So we got that letter station. He paid for that. He said, oh, I was at the counter. He was like, oh, no, I got you. He said, I got you right here. I got you right. Boom. Pay for stuff. So since he did that, you know how we think. And shit, nigga, pay for that. I technically can still get some shoes because. I wouldn't expect him to oh, pay. It's, it's extra. <laughs> it's extra. So I got a foot locker. We got a foot locker. He made sure to say, yeah, yeah, that's separate. <laughs> let's, that's, that's separate. So we got this. That's funny. Hey, we, so we paid for that. And then we just got there and kit. Like I've, I've experienced New York a few times. Y'all know my, my dad from there, but I experienced New York as like a old man tourist, <laughs> like old, old men with money. Just get to see New York in a different way. Niggas got there going to nice steak restaurants. We went to two shows, bro. Like we went to see Hamilton. Um, we went to see Hamilton. Shout out to Hamilton. You know, I ain't gonna lie. I don't like. I don't. I don't want to say this right because I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand the hype around Hamilton, and and I think it goes to my me being. Not as cultured as I would like to be. But the way, if somebody told me to describe Hamilton, it's a play about niggas who enslaved niggas being played by niggas. <laughs> like, I mean, basically, it's just like, it's like, like it's the founding fathers. <laughs> when I mean. Like, so I'm like, how does shit work? <laughs> like, well, I mean, everybody was the was the music five was the rap. Well, well, it's, well, well, nah, it's, it's it's like it's literally they rapping the whole thing, but it's like the level of rap it is is sister at joyful, joyful, like a step below that. <laughs> you know, joyful, joyful, Lord, we adore thee, and in my heart, I put number like <laughs> it's a step below that, like. They're rapping the whole conversation. And uh, I just couldn't really, like, and then I'm in there with all these white so. <laughs> joyful, joyful, Lord, we adore thee. And in my heart, I put none before thee. Sister, I'm young, I came to know that you were the way to go. Nah, I know, play Hamilton. Play yeah, I know uh, it was just church boy. <laughs> so, so that's 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 the rap it is. It's just a step below that. And when I say a step below, because it's slower, so they can articulate the conversation. That's actually the fire song in the whole play. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I only chose it because I, I know a boy from Blackish. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> hey, look. Pull up the king. Pull up the king on Hamilton. He the funniest one. He the funniest character. La, 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 la. Now I'm quite estrangement. I've got 
this nigga. Man, this nigga literally the funniest nigga in the whole play. Listen to him. What comes next? You've been freed. Do you know So this nigga pretty much telling them like, you know, when they, they try to leave and do their own thing, you like, fuck y'all, y'all belong to me. <laughs> like, oh, okay, the founding father. Yeah, okay. yeah, he was like y'all belong, but it was just he was the most exaggerated. He talked like every time he came on, it was like a very funny moment. Hamilton was cool. It's one of those things. If you want to impress a shoulder that's into the arts, yeah, you are gonna go. But I also see one thing that. My eye has changed. There's only one opera I know. Nigga, that's a what's the name, man? Uh, what's the name of that shit? Oh, uh, Carmen. Yeah, nigga. Carmen. Carmen. <laughs> now, now, look. Now, I ain't gonna lie though, y'all. So my eye has changed because we do this media shit now. What I really appreciated was the stage crew. Nigga, the lighting, the lighting design, the sound design of these plays in production, like seeing how the stage, like moving floors. So that was the first one. So we went to see Hamilton, left that, went to grab something to eat in Harlem. Like we were really on some just nigga like, damn, we out here in New York on some <laughs> rich nigga shit. Uh, left there and we went to go see uh, MJ the musical. And I ain't gonna lie. I was a little skeptical because when I first walked in, I thought this was about to be like the white folk version of, uh, of Michael, which it was. You got that in there. It's they, <clears throat> it's they play, so they going to get something in there. But the guy that got playing Michael is a dude named something green, uh, Jamal Green. Uh, oh, boy, actually was Michael, bro. <laughs> like the play was fine. So what it is, they're talking about, when Michael was doing the dangerous tour and all the controversy that was around him trying to put this biggest tour together and they go back and tell his life. So you see all the versions. There's a little kid playing kid Michael. There's a kid playing his teen Michael. There's like the uh, young adult Michael. And then there's all the way adult Michael. All the Michaels were on point. The stage production was like, they don't want awards. They want best actor award. They want best sound design award. Best stage crew, uh, lighting award, uh, best, uh, um, they wrote, they want something, they don't want some stellars and everything. Like, they shit was, uh, on point. That Michael shit is some shit I would go back to. Like, when I go back to New York, let me go back to it. But I want to experience that shit from the rich nigga seats. Cause we bought these shits last minute. Uh, and we definitely would, uh, we definitely wasn't in the uh, rich nigga seats. Shout out to Weems, though. Let me just say this. On this trip, Weems is what you call a super attorney. He's an attorney attorney. When I tell you every time somebody fucked with us on this trip, then then Weems were hitting them with all the right language of I'm about to write a letter. Like, nigga, Weems got about seven letters to write after this trip, bro. Like, then he got to write a letter to the hotel because they fucked up on the rooms. He got to write a letter to Delta because they fucked up on our flight. He got to write a letter to uh the one of these restaurants. Man, when I say he got about seven letters to write, man, Wings were going in the whole trip, but it was a vibe. It was one of the things I'm telling people now in your life, 
just say yes to the opportunity. I ain't know what was gonna happen in New York, but I'm glad I did it. Um, I'll be back. Um, it's it's crazy though when I got back, got back in town, and I seen an article, man, that just really fucked me up, bro. Like I was just in Atlantic Station, and um, the article about the young brother that got killed in Atlantic Station. Mm-hmm. Uh, 13 year old Zion what's his name Zion yeah look it up let's see. yeah um, when I seen the show I was like damn I was just there with all my nieces and nephews like that shit was crazy and then I watched I seen a video of the fight like they was stomping somebody like I don't know who was where and what was where but yeah, Zion Charles uh, rest in heaven 12 years old 12, 13. That's crazy. Yeah, and then it's crazy because they keep saying Atlantic Station, but it didn't happen at Atlantic Station. They got kicked out of Atlantic Station, so it happened up the street. And um, shout out Saba with a party at come out tomorrow or Tuesday. Um, that's what we saw on her podcast. Like the other half of it is, you know, when you're kids, we've all been kids, right? We've all been teenagers. We've all been to the malls by ourselves. Then lied to our parents and said we're gonna go to such and such house and then we end up somewhere else. Right. But even without a cell phone, it's like my parents knew where I was at. So you yeah. need to tell me now you got a cell phone, you IG, got everything. You can track your kid phone and you everybody there was under 18, right? Youngest 12, 13. So between 13 to 17 year olds is out there by themselves, no parents know where you at. Nobody tracking nobody. This is after six o'clock. So now in daylight savings time down here, y'all. So now it's dark. It's super dark. We would, hell, in, unless you was actually driving, a lot of times when the streetlights came on, the parents is inquiring. Even when you were grown enough to be out past in the dark, now, where once you it got dark, <clears throat> hey, uh, no, this it got dark, where you at? Because you know you got you a couple hours left. So I'm not... Uh, this is a different side note because the, the, the issue at hand is also conflict resolution. Right. Like why these young boys just feel like they got to shoot? And it wasn't just him. They said they confiscated like three weapons while they was out there from, from the whole crew. So it's like they went out there. They went out there to be on some stuff. And looking at this young man, and, and it didn't, a lot of stuff didn't come out about him, but just looking at his pictures and stuff, it looks, he looked like he was one of a takeoff situation, right? One of those. He really ain't in it. Ain't you really ain't about this life. But you there. But we all did that too. We've right. all been a little hype and then been infatuated with this shit. Either in, in, in it's two levels. It's like a level of the kids who are actually in this shit because their parents don't give a fuck and put you in this shit. Mm-hmm. And then it's the kids who are on the outskirts infatuated looking at the shit. Hey, yeah, yeah, we finna go to Atlanta Station, y'all. All right, let's just go because it seems cool, right? Ain't no school. We can catch the bus there. And then not knowing the like not knowing when to leave. Like what I I think they knew when to leave. See, I think this is the issue of not being able to leave. Like they just you saw the fight, they just kicked them up out the Atlantic Station. So, you know, that's the, the other part is, you know, I don't. Not, I'm not talking about who you point blame to, but when the security guards is like, okay, y'all kids shouldn't be here. Don't just kick them off the premises. Like, how about you secure them? Call some parents. Like, 
I feel like that's what used to happen to us when we used to be right. calling the mall right. past curfew time. Oh, what y'all doing here? Y'all follow me. And either, you know, you might run away, you know what I'm saying, bump out. Right. Or if y'all got caught up, it's like we call somebody's parents. Like, some of my parents ain't going to get y'all now because y'all weren't supposed to be here past curfew. Now it's just like, nah, I just got the premises because, you know, Atlanta has this other facade, right? The city that's too busy to quote unquote hate, but y'all too busy to care too. Like, y'all just keep these kids out of Atlanta Station. Just go, as long as you're not on this property, so if somebody does get shot, it doesn't yeah, fall back on us. Do what you want to do. It ain't used to be like that either. It used to be like, oh, y'all have past curfew. We're holding you until your parents come. Now, you're not getting locked up. See, that's the other side, too. It wasn't a bunch of charges, nah, but the police would detain you right. when your parent came and got you. Right. And now your mama got to cut you out. Why did the police got to call me? Because your ass, da, da, da. But it's like, where do we get away from that to where we just throw y'all off of the campus and just get out of here and let y'all <clears> deal <throat> with it? Y'all are, they're children. They can't deal with it. They clearly was getting into some shit at Atlanta Station. There is no adults that can see there was some conflict resolution that need to be there. Like, Man. My, my son is about that age. Like, my son is literally that age, 12 going on 13. There's no way he could be down there by himself without us knowing. And I would be mad if there was an adult that saw him get into some shit that didn't check all the kids out there. Right. But then, could you? Because all yeah. the kids are strapped up. Get the fuck out of here, old man. <laughs> like... Like, did you did you see that one clip that was on the belt line when it, it was an older dude? Oh, yeah, yeah, you remember that, that shit? Boy, that, that boy, that boy, well, like, hey, look, he flashed that look, thing. <laughs> look, what's so crazy? Got an old. Well, first of all, old man, you doing two? Because one, he tried to take a white woman phone. Let, let him be. <laughs> dang, dang. That's the one. Exactly. <clears throat> so you try to be a hero for her. He being super hard. Boy, I'll do, boy. He all up in the young boy face. Then that young boy flood. He fuck, that young boy flashed that thing. That nigga got so much common sense after that. All right, young, yeah, all right, young man. All right, young man. You got a future. Respect, respect. So, and these young boys know that. And, and that's what's happening. They know what the, we, we talked about what guns do. And I think the young boys pull the things out and then you come up on somebody that either got one too or someone that's going to make you pull it, right? Somebody going to make you use it. And that's the issue that we're coming across. And um, I hate it for this young brother, man. Like, and then what's so crazy? I found out it was a friend of mine. Her, her that's her homegirl's son. Like, she yeah. know her, know her. So I didn't realize how connected I was today. They just had a prayer visual. If I would knew, I would have been there. Um, but we definitely got to do something, man. I think, I think this is going to like Andre as the mayor of the city. This is going like when I say the city investment in youth going to have to be high and it's time for you to make an investment in organizations and people that are really on the ground and not these big programs that kids are not going to. Like, just being real, the young people don't want to go to the App Promise Center. Just, just going to be honest with you. It's the it's the police. That's what we look at the App Promise Center. It's the, that's the police building. And they rightfully so. That's what it is. So you're going to have to make an investment into people like Miss Jean Hutley with Boys to Men, Girls to Win. Shout out to her. This Saturday, we're going to be at her uh, gala. I'm uh, I'm actually going to be emceeing uh, this Saturday. 
So I'm excited about that. Uh, but we got to invest in Let Us Make Man, Black Man Labs, uh, organizations that are on the ground and have relationship with these young people. Um, because this sad, man. <clears throat> and I hate to be, I hate to be like, I don't want to become this paranoid person. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, like my mom started freaking out because Isaiah was out and he wasn't responding to her and she started freaking out. Like, like my mom like really was having like a panic attack. And, um, yeah, it's one of the things too. Isaiah is normally the biggest in the uh, crowd. So if I am, if I do think some shit about to go down, like that bit nigga gonna hurt us. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> yeah, I, that bit nigga gonna hurt us. So um, it's one of the things for for us parents. We gotta one, we gotta do a better job at one checking in with our kids, but two, tapping into our village and protecting our kids. Like, it's one of those situations. If you live in Decatur and your kid is going to somewhere in Atlanta, you need to have a friend in Atlanta that can say, hey, uh, my son going to be out towards Atlantic Station. If you out that way, um, shoot by. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it got to be some, <clears throat> it got, and that, that sound like, like, oh, that's extra and that's work. But that's what it is. If Parham called me today and said, hey, you'll do, you'll do me a favor. Uh, Zaki going to the bowling ring, bowling alley. Over there on Metro, uh, Metro, uh, Politan. You'll pull up and just, uh, check in. You think I'm not going to do that? Like, we have to get to this village mentality where we're protecting our kids because, and we got to start having real conversations with them about the consequences of being around. Cause one thing about it, I was that kid growing up. You had Drico them. That's cool. Nigga, if I felt like some shit was about to pop out like that. Now, in middle school, I was dumb enough to run towards it. But in high school, I got smart. Now, I felt like some shit was popping up. I was like, hey, man, let's ride, y'all. Fuck this shit. Like, I ain't have to. I was cool and content with hearing about the fight. I ain't have to be at the fight, watch the fight. Because, hell, and even back then, we were fighting. Niggas weren't shooting like that. <clears throat> that that's what I'm saying. Like, bro, niggas used to actually <clears throat> fight, bro. These niggas, these young niggas don't fight no more, bro. Like, maybe, right. maybe we need to get, like, a boxing a youth boxing thing going and teach these young niggas how to fight. Because I think they scared because they don't know how to fight. The issue with that, you beat me up in that boxing ring and everybody talking about it? I'm going to come back. Nah, because it's like karate. It's like when you used to learn karate. You remember karate dojo used to be on every corner. Like, I don't don't know about y'all, but in Charleston growing up, like, it was like well, Cobra Kai. I'm from Cobra. We didn't have shit. <laughs> karate dojos was everywhere, but that's where you would go. Like every nigga that was really fighting a lot, it was like karate kid shit. Like you go there, you learn how to fight, but then you also learn the discipline with the fighting. You also learn how to control your power, right? You don't want to beat up on nobody and shit. You also learn, you know, the meditation, you know, like everything that comes with it. So the then you also, side. and then you also learn if you lose. You lost because you got to do better. It's because also you know when you get beat up or you lose your fight, and then you if you try it again, you lose again. It's not, you lost already. You know what I'm saying? It's, all that anger ain't gonna help you. You was already mad in the ring because you know right. you're young, so you still get that. And I still beat you, so you're gonna lose. What you got to do? Work on yourself. And then you realize, oh, this ain't an adversary. This is. Goku Vegeta. We we working with each other. We going up. So I I, I think maybe some youth boxing, some MMA, like these niggas don't know how they 
they don't know how to throw a punch. Yeah. Oh. Like they don't have like it we talk about all the time. If there's no dads, there's no uncles, there's no OGs, how do you learn how to fight? And not that hell, we used to even slap box. I used to hate fight. that shit. But I'm just saying, niggas, you had to do it. You had to do it. You hated it, but you had to do it. Did you not? Yeah, Did you not though? Every nigga had to do it, bro. Yeah, but I used to avoid that shit. But you did it once. I'm saying every nigga had to do it, bro. Every nigga had to get down. Well, I used to. But God, I don't. But for me, an open chest. And I think for I think for some people it worked. I think for some people because you like that anger, you need to get that out. That worked. But I was not that kid. Like I don't need to assimilate anything. I don't need to play fight. I don't need to slap box. I don't need to. (laughs) Right. I don't. I ain't even like playing that knuckle game. Anything that you know, the little they be thumped up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything that voluntarily pain, I was not with it. <laughs> so the only thing I didn't like was that sweat game. You, you hold something, nigga, knocking at your hand is theirs. Yeah. I hated that. Game. I said, yeah, I don't I know hate, what that. We call that robbery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I ain't never heard that. Just shit. by taking, <laughs> like, like shit. You knock that shit down. You take so. I, but again, I was that kid. I also was a kid that I wasn't going to start no fight, but I would swing first because I had to win. <laughs> like, you wasn't about to got there. You wasn't about to just, uh, if once you have, like, I, into this day as an adult, I got that. There are like trigger lines. There's like an invisible line. Once you cross it, I'm like, okay, I have to go there now. And I watch that line all the time. And I watch how I talk to people. Cause that's why I don't, I don't like when homeboys be talking to each other like, man, shut up, bitch. You stupid bitch. Like, bro, I ain't with that shit. Like, when you start, when you start calling it bitch ass nigga, fuck nigga, like we start talking to your home. To me, when I start using words like that, those are called warning shots. Like, so I, I've never called you no bitch ass nigga. So if I say it, that should automatically inconnect to you that, oh, this nigga a little madder than he, like, I thought he was playing. Oh, he might be mad because he don't never say no shit like that. So if I say, man, shut the fuck up, bitch ass nigga. If I say that shit, oh, that's a warning shot. Yeah. And after, yeah, yeah, and, right, and, right. and after that, now I'm ready to got there and get to it. But like, uh, David, I fuck with David, but I hate the way David and his brothers talk. They, I'm talking about, you would think them niggas about to fight every day. <laughs> I'm talking about, they greet each other with that. What's up with your bitch ass, nigga? Ah, fuck, nigga. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I mean, it's like you just be roasting a lot. Cause we used to be like that at Fry House, nigga. We used to roast so bad, boy. Other friends used to come in town and be like, hey, man. God, he had a funny voice. He was like, God damn, man. Y'all boys roasting too hard. <laughs> Hey, look, I ain't, I ain't like, like all nigga, that shit. Was, as soon as you come in, boy, we on your ass. Like, yeah, I ain't, on, I ain't fuck all that. I don't, all that, uh, who else used to do that shit? Somebody else I need to know. You just be, oh, hell, Joe didn't be doing it. Sometimes, like, it's that, that up north niggas have that shit a lot. They just be talking yeah. reckless. But I also think it's, uh, it's like an end thing, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, we brothers, so yeah, we I'm can sorry. talk crazy like that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I'd rather not. <laughs> no, no, I feel you on that. I definitely feel you on that. So, you know, it's one of those situations where um all you can do is do more work, man. All you can do is reach out to these young people and try to impact them more. I posted a clip today of, of Mowley teaching consequences of the thug life. And what's so crazy, he talk about that shit. 
He talked about that very thing that happened on Atlanta Station. He talks about that in it. Everybody gets got. If you live in this thug life, if you pretend in this thug life, or you adjacent to this thug life, two things are going to happen. You're either going to jail or you're going to die. And it happens every time. And this, like, I'm like, damn, man. Like, damn. Like, this motherfucker was just at, he was just out. And now he gone, man. He he left the house and he didn't come home. That shit terrifying, man. It's fuck. It, it fucked me up. It fucked me up just thinking about that shit. But yeah, I said my son the same age, so I'm just sitting here like, like, you know, this this is the type of shit you talk to your kids about. But like I said, it's, it's the other side of the shit too. It's it's the, you know, when when you try to let your kids be grown. You know what I'm saying? Like, sometimes people get on me like, oh, you do so much age-appropriate stuff or what have you. Listen, they're going to get exposed. They're going to get tempted. It's the world. They're going to see all this shit, right? But from your dad, from me, when you over here, we're going to keep it age-appropriate because I'm not going to think a 13, 14-year-old, 15-year-old, 16-year-old, a responsible 17-year-old will have to show me that they can go to a station by themselves. But 13, 14, 15, 16, no. one, you ain't got no money. So what you doing? Unless you got a job over there, you working. Right. What you doing over there? And, and you run with a group of, of, of other broke niggas? What is, what is a group of broke niggas doing at Atlanta Station? Right. One of y'all stealing. Some, you one, know what I'm one of y'all I, stealing. I barely would let you go to the mall with a group of broke niggas, but at least how the mall used to be, it used to be the hangout. It's like, it's like the uh, teenage playground. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. 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 you used to be able to eat. Grab some things, talk, but also the uh, the last thing about it is, you know, doing some research on it, how they said, oh, it was some stemming beef. Like they already had some shit from a couple weeks ago. So also parents, listen to your kids. Just let your kids talk. Yeah. They'll tell it. Like yeah. just let them talk and they'll start telling like both my kids do that. Once I, once I learn how to turn that faucet on, they'll just. Start dumping on it. And you know, such and such did this. And such and such said that. And this happened that. And you start realizing, oh, it's some little shit going on at that school. It's some little shit going on between these friends. And these kids, like, well, these kids be living some real life shit. That's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. you, if you're listening to the stories, you're like, so such and such did what with who? Like, it's, how old are they? It's a reason why that show, what's that show you said you didn't like because it was like grown folk playing kids? Um, Euphoria. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that shit is like like that's today. Yeah, that's what's, going, that's on. what's going on. Like I didn't even watch Euphoria, but like I know these high schools are facing with not even just high school, middle school are facing with some real shit. Like they smoking in middle school, they fucking in middle school, like they fighting in middle school, they shooting in middle school. Like this shit is real, man. And um, yeah, again, just shout out to our teachers. They need more resources. They need more support because they are the ground zero to all of this. You know what I'm saying? And that's the one bridge that we have to build between our education uh, schools and our community, like building that partnership even stronger Um, because that's where you kind of sound the alarm of what's happening outside. Like, boom, if I know this beef is happening, because you knew you the beef, whatever beef they had, that shit started in school or somewhere around school. It started at a game. It started in the, in the hallway. That's where that shit started. And unfortunately, you handled in the street. That's what happened with Parham student. Got to fight in school. 
Um, and then literally, it, it was in the apartments. They got it on video. Dude, one of Parham's students killed another one of his students. Pulled up on him, jumped out the car, back of the head, assassination. Like, because what beef talking shit, bro? We talking about it was like thirty something dollars. Oh, it, it was almost like some bread, like thirty dollars, bro. Kill somebody over that shit. So, I ain't gonna lie. Shit, I ain't got nothing else. Yeah. Um, it's sad, man. It's sad, man. On, on the brighter note, man. Uh, I got invited to Basel <laughs> this week. I ain't going. No, no, no. <laughs> I went and brought it up. I, 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 was, I was gonna say on the bright, on a brighter note, man. You know, um, we gonna do what we gotta do on this side. You know what I'm saying? As far as like making that positive impact, positive wave. About to be back on another flow. Um, episode 180 right here. Episode the count, one. Baby. The countdown is real. The, the countdown, countdown to two is real. Countdown to two. Because we really didn't justify one. We we and haven't we, we played with one fifty. See this this is what's fucked up. We didn't justify the one or the one fifty because we was like still in the middle of the flow. We had a successful live pod. COVID hit. Yeah. Shake up. So we gonna do something. We gonna do something big for two hundred for sure. Yeah. Like for sure, something big for two hundred. We on a, we on the road to two hundred. Uh, and then the uh, last time too, we used to like. Yeah, we gonna plan it because see, we two hundred before we know it. Yeah, to like two hundred. I'm going in. I'm just telling you now, going in because I feel like once you get to two, you reach a level of uh, potting that most people never see. Most people don't see a hundred, but most people definitely don't see the twos. No, straight up. But speaking of what we're doing, I do the work, man. Shout out to Black Man Lab. Looking forward to rocking with them. Um, looking forward to doing the work with them. Um. Let's just keep working, man. To all my people out there, to all my brothers, uh, let's stand up. Let's do what we got to do to these young men. Start with the young men and your family. Like he said, have a conversation. See where they going on. See where they head at. Just literally just let them talk. Make time to listen to these young brothers. And then extend outside of your family, the young man in your neighborhood, we all have lived in a building where we've seen a young brother that might not have that father figure. You got the black man. If you're in Atlanta, you got the black man lab every Monday, 630. That's a space to bring them brothers in. But we have to do a better job at equipping our young brothers with tools so they know how to make better decisions in life so we don't see what we see, what just happened in Atlanta Station. Again, rest in peace. Rest in heaven to that young brother. Um uh, condolences to all his friends, all his family. Um, you know, we gonna get through this together, and that's not an empty statement. I, I'm definitely gonna reach out to the sister. Uh, I'm already connecting her with some resources now that I know who she is, just to make sure they got what they need on the burial side. Um, but yeah, we got to do better. So let's get ready for a busy week this week, brothers. We say this every week. We love y'all. We need y'all. But most importantly, we can't wait to see y'all next week. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Jess Eldridge Podcast.
Then proceeds to try to do the scout. So what was so funny?